it's Pearl and welcome back to another conversation with Pearl. And as you know, I'm the owner of Women's Successful Living, where I empower women to become the Shiro of themselves. And I am so excited because we have another Shiro lady with us today. And everything we're going to talk about, as you'll hear, is some really personal stuff to myself as well. So I want you to sit back. I want you to grab a cup of coffee or tea. Tea is my thing. And just listen and take notes and be empowered by our Shiro that's visiting us today. And I'm going to introduce you to Jamie. She has always had a passion for wellness and started her journey as practicing herbalist in 2013. From there, she began to advance her knowledge of healing the physical, mental, and emotional body with a wide array of wellness practices. From body work to movement, Jamie untapped the magical, I'm sorry, the magic of radical self-care and began to experience heightened levels of health and well-being that eventually brought her face-to-face with the one habit that seemed to be sabotaging all areas of her life, and that was her drinking habit. So finally, in 2017, after completing a successful Whole90, which is an extended version of the Whole30, which my brother and my family does, it clicked. She began building a healthy life where alcohol no longer held significant importance. And now she's dedicated to helping and teaching others of how to do the same. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. We are excited to have you. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Tell us, I know before we hopped on, you were sharing, you moved to San Diego from Boston a few few years back. So tell us about a little bit about yourself and what brought you on the journey of what we just shared with everybody. Um, Sure. I have always been curious about the human body and healing it naturally. And um, I ended up landing a job back, oh gosh, it's like a decade ago now with an acupuncturist and kind of being a business manager um, for this small business. And I started to realize the power of plant medicine and, you know, the energy fields of the body. And then it just kind of took off from there. And, uh, you know, I had done everything from like eating healthy and working out in the gym and then incorporating like healthy modes of healing the body. If you had a cold or, you know, some sort of ailment, I was very intrigued on how the body could heal itself when you were, you know, um, facilitating it with natural remedies. And, um, you know, I moved out here to San Diego in 2015, um, mainly for weather and sunshine. Also, just because I felt like I was just kind of existing. I wasn't really living back home in Boston. And um, I just would see other people around me in my life and their life seemed to be taking off. And mine just seemed to be kind of mediocre. I had, you know, a great job. I had a great home. I had all of my friends and family, but it just wasn't, I didn't feel alive. And I moved out here and it was a rocky start because the culture from East Coast to West Coast is very different. I had never been to San Diego. And um, shortly thereafter, it just, I decided like I really wanted to feel my best after leaning into my drinking habit a little bit more than normal because things were so different and so uncomfortable. And so I always like a clean, fresh start with the new year. So it was the new year of 2017 when I decided to do this whole 90 and extend it instead of just doing it for 30 days. I wanted to go for 90 just to see I was up for the challenge. And then the rest was history. I no longer have a need for alcohol in my life. I did not resonate with the path of AA or 
um, considered myself an alcoholic or an addict, but I knew that there was something with this drinking habit that was keeping me from living my best life and all of these things that I wanted in my life that I never really seemed to be able to make stick. And um, I kind of paved my own path back in 2017 when there weren't a ton of resources or the sober curious movement that has really grown in popularity. And since 2017, I've been paving this path and helping others along the way with my business um, that I created in 2019, Hype Girl Healing. I love that story. It's such a, you know, a relatable story. Like we can, we've all been somewhere in our life, whether it's drinking or eating too much, or like for me, soda was my thing. I would have not one, but two, two liter bottles of Diet Coke a day back in the day. Like there's things in our life that sabotage what we want to get to succeed and the visions and goals we have. And, and sometimes we just go down this rabbit hole where it's like, I'm, I'm already here. Why don't I just keep going? You know, we, we have to do something to stop. And I like what you said, you know, for me, it was 2000, I think 2008 that it was Lent. And I was like, I have to give something up. And I'm like, I'm just going to give up soda. I know I have to give it up. I'm just going to give it up. And God, if I can get through Lent, give up soda, I got this right. And so, Mm -hmm. and I did, I, I mean, to the point that I remember shortly after Easter of that year, we'd gone to visit a cousin who was in town and my boys had like a bottle of root beer and I reached over to taste it to, I thought it was a beer I had ordered. I reached over, I was like, oh, this is like so much sugar, you know? And so I love Jamie, what you shared about, you know, we have realizing you have to make a change and, you know, things come up in our lives and challenges come up in our lives. And it's a choice. It's a choice to stay down the rabbit hole or it's a choice to go and, and, soar and make a change. And I love your story. And yeah, I can't imagine the culture shock. I mean, I do, you know, a little bit. So I moved during high school at the end of my high school years, my parents moved to California and I moved out there and bless you. Cause I didn't like it. I met my husband a few years later. We stayed for about 10 years after I met him, but it is a different change from Boston to California. It's totally different. You know, I remember when I moved there as well, it's like, People are, there's, there's a different mentality. It's hard to explain it, but there's definitely a different mentality and being new. And, you know, I moved when we moved to Florida from Virginia, I was, you know, in my early 40s, late late thirties and meeting people. It was, you know, I'm not in school anymore. So I'm not out socially because I'm a mom. And so the PTA and the drama PTA, it was just like, I can't do drama, (laughs) you know? So I, Uh I get what you're saying. Like we have to make those changes and, and, you know, you and I spoke beforehand that my son had gone through not one, but two stints through rehab. And one of his big things, too, as, as we'll, I know we're going to get into here was like that social aspect of how drinking shows up socially. And and I think a lot of times and I see this is that there's so much tied around the the meetings and around like there's wine and alcohol and things like that. It's like I love sometimes we just go and we're going to have, you know, a maturity board and just sit back and have some water or good, you know, iced tea or whatever and just be with each other. I'm a, I'm a hot tea girl, so I love hot tea all the time, you know, but mm-hmm. but I can't, Jamie, I just can't imagine like going through all of that and making that change. And like you said, I'm going to do this for 90 days. And so to the people that are listening we know a habit can take a, almost, 30, can, I think takes a little longer than 30 days. It's like that 30 day comes like, whoo, I got through it. And then all of a sudden we're like, we slowly slip back, back, right? So tell us some of the emotions you went through during those 90 days, some of the challenges you faced to help keep yourself focused on those 90 days. 
Um, well, I think it's important for me to say that, you know, I always accept a good challenge. So when I would do the whole 30 and I had done numerous whole 30s, it was 30 days to eat clean, not drink, take that pause, prove to myself and that little voice inside of my head that, oh no, we got this. Like we're good. We just need a little, we just need a little break. We just need a timeout. And on day 31, the uh, reward was the pizza and the wine. And I had demolished everything that I had built in 30 days, which is why I extended it to 90 days. I was like, let's just see what could happen. Cause I had gone 30 days, 60 days, 75 days, and always did the same thing. I crossed the finish line to reward myself with the very thing that I deprived myself of. So for the 90 days, I was really committed to just getting out of this place that was um, so unfamiliar to me. I was a fish out of water here. I um, moved here across the country with one of my good friends at the time, and uh, they ended up moving back home. So I was pretty much riding solo within eight months, nine months of moving out here. And it just, I felt so alone and different. And so this 90 days, I really, really wanted to focus on myself, which is the basis of self-care. Carve out that time to take care of yourself for whatever that self-care practices that your nose diving into. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for 90 days. I'm clearing the calendar. I'm doing this for me. And it was pretty wild because the number one emotion that I experienced was anger that was borderline rage because as most people can maybe relate or maybe not, if you're still in a drinking habit, alcohol numbs out your feelings, alcohol numbs out your senses. Alcohol is that quick fix, that band-aid to the stress in life. Or on the other side, it's how we minimize that anxiety that we feel when we want to go into social settings. It just kind of quick fixes it, but it really doesn't fix anything. So I had all of this anger bubbling to the surface that I didn't know what to do with because my body was starting to recalibrate and begin to feel emotions, feel feelings again. And I was surprised at the anger and the rage. But what I did is I took a step back and just became aware of the feelings. And those feelings are driven from what we're telling ourselves, this little thing called our mindset, our inner dialogue. And this is kind of my specialty is mindset and habit shifts when it comes to not drinking. And I just started observing what my thoughts were telling me. And that's when I realized the negative talk that I had on replay for decades and things that I hadn't dealt with because they were, you know, uh, trauma or, you know, things in life that didn't go the way that you had planned and you squashed it down and you quieted it down with a glass of wine or a bottle of wine or whatever the thing is that we're trying to make ourselves feel better in the moment so we don't have to deal with those emotions and those feelings that are coming from what we're telling ourselves. And so I really try to preach and, you know, doing like micro habits. So you're really setting yourself up for, fail for failure. If you want to do the whole 90, then you want to do a workout routine, then you're going to not eat the gluten and the sugar. And then I'm going to do all of these things. So I started the whole 90. So all of January, I just focused on getting that down. And then in February, which would have been the 30 to 60 day mark, I was like, I really want to start trying to exercise. I've tried to exercise my whole life, but it goes nowhere when you're hungover. 
And um, I was intimidated and I had a lot of insecurities at the gym that I wasn't aware of. And so I started going to the gym and that is when I allowed myself to start fully feeling my emotions, all of them, the range of them that I didn't even realize were there because I had suppressed them. I had numbed them unbeknownst to me because I thought I was just having my nightly glass of wine when I was cooking dinner or the couple of glasses of wine when I'm cooking dinner, sitting down for dinner, cleaning up from dinner or after a long day, socializing with friends because that's what we're told to do. It's normal. And so all of these reigns of emotions, and I always talk about the anger and the rage because that was the most prevalent for me. I allowed myself to feel those feelings um, without editing them, without um, trying to change them. And I just, I working out became my healthy outlet to feel all of the emotions. And then I started realizing what I was feeling because of the dialogue that was going on upstairs and they were intertwined and they were very ugly and very nasty. And I had no idea. I was so like blown away that I was like, has this been going on this whole entire time? Yes, it has, because I can tell where this is stemming from. And so I carved out self-care time for me, which at that point was working out because I needed to process all of these things that I hadn't processed. And then, you know, I started building on new healthy habits on top of that. Once working out wasn't so intimidating. And I started dealing with that inner narrative that told me, like, you look ridiculous trying to go to the gym. Who are you to think that you can go lift weights? All of these people are looking at you not knowing what to do. And like just starting to deal with it layer by layer, just like an onion, peeling it back and starting to replace that talk with affirmations and, you know, all of these things like, okay, maybe they're looking at you. Maybe they're looking at you for three seconds, but we're still here and you're doing the damn thing. And that's 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 the most important thing. Look at you standing at the gym, uncomfortable and all, and you still did it. And so from there, I started working through the range of emotions and I credit that to finding like a very healthy outlet. And for me, it was working out, but for other people, it might be art or it might be sculpting, or it might be singing, whatever that outlet is for you. Because when you stop drinking, everything will bubble to the surface and you need to start dealing with it. And um, so that's kind of how I started to feel the feelings. And like I said, for me, it was very strong anger and rage. Yeah, I, you've unpacked it so much there. I just, everything, <laughs> like the mind, like truly, like we have, like I tell when I coach the women I work with, like we have this file cabinet in the back of our head and if we could just reach that file cabinet and get all that positive stuff that we know is in there and just pull to the front would be great, right? But all that stuff in the front of our head tells us all those thoughts, makes us feel like all those thoughts are real, right? Yeah. And I love that you, you know, you, like you said, we have to find an outlet. But I, lo- what I love the most, and for those, the people that are listening, is that you broke it down. Like you didn't say, I'm going to tackle all this stuff right now, right? Right. You said, I'm going to tackle the first thing first, like the first 30 days. And then that next 30 days, you said, I'm going to go work out, right? And, and figure this out. And I, what I love too is when Jamie shared that, you know, those thoughts is like, everybody's looking at me. How many events at the gym have felt that way? Oh, they're all looking at me, right? We tell us those, those thoughts, right? And it took a friend of mine who was my massage therapist at the time who also, she doesn't do personal training, but she's like, come on, we'll go to the gym together. Well, she was training me so well, we got kicked out of the gym because they thought she was a personal trainer. They're like, you're not, I'm like, we're just friends working out together, but they didn't get it. So I pulled my membership. But 
the whole thing that she said too is because uh, I told her, I go, everybody's looking at me. Like she literally was so great that if she, we had a little run area in the gym. And if I was mm-hmm. running, she didn't like how I was running. She like lay on the floor and she'd stretch me. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, Jasmine, don't do that. Everybody's looking at me. She goes, who cares? Let them look at you. You know, I was like, so, you know, even me as a coach, you know, helping people with that mindset, even I struggle with that sometimes, you know? And so finding the reverse thing. And I love it. Show that I thought about my mom for a minute there because like she'll want, like today we went to go, she wanted to go visit uh, my son's grave. And I'm like, okay, I can take you this time, but I won't be ready to do my hair. I'm like, who cares? Nobody's going to see you there. Right. Or she gets on an airplane to come here and she's like, I got to dye my hair. I'm like, why? We're going to go get your hair done when you're here. But people might seem like they're going to see you for a whole two hours on the plane. They're not going to know who the heck you are. And they're not looking at whether or not you have gray hair. Who cares if you do, right? So I love that that you share that we have to take that mindset. And and like you said, finding your outlet, you know, whether it's working out, whether it's the art therapy, singing. I love all those examples you gave because it's not the same for everybody. I know when my son was in his recovery, his was fighting, doing MMA fighting. And that was his outlet. And um, I think it's important that we find that outlet. And then also I want to share this for those that are listening. If somebody is doing something new and you feel like they're replacing something, right? Like, you know, they've had this habit. I want to share with you, don't make assumptions and be careful what your words say. Um, And I'm going to give you this example. And I say this from experience. So my son was doing the MMA fighting and the trainer there, he had two broken toes. He was a go-getter. He wanted to do his first fight. She knew that she, you know, he couldn't fight because he's got these two, a broken toe on each foot. Right. But so instead of like pulling him aside and having a conversation with him because he was very adamant, he wants to fight. And there was some other stuff going on in the gym that the other fighters were frustrated with. She didn't like the A to Z got back to her. So instead of having a conversation with him to get to know, you know, why are you so passionate about this? Why is this so important to you? She's like, well, you're not listening to me. So I'm going to kick you out of the gym. Well, unfortunately, he passed away and that that kicking him out of gym actually let him down, kind of spiraled him a little bit in some mindset thoughts. And when he passed, she was doing this memorial thing for him, which I thought was very beautiful. But I reached out. I'm like, you need to can we talk before I come to this memorial? And her comment to me was um, she said, well, I felt like he was trying to replace something. And I said to her, this is this is a teaching lesson I shared with her. And it's a teaching lesson for the listeners. I said, you don't know somebody's story. And sometimes if you are understood or had a conversation, which Matthew was very open about his recovery, is if you had that conversation, he would explain to you this was his new outlet. So that instead mm-hmm. of doing these bad habits that, you know, the drinking, this was his new outlet. And had you, if you have to listen to what people and ask, and if they're not willing to share, just let them do it. Because like Jamie, you shared you found your outlet for you as working out. For me, it might be art, you know? And even if you don't have a habit of drinking, whatever the habit is, it's important to find an outlet. So for me, it was Diet Coke, right? So I had to figure out what do I like that I will enjoy drinking in replace of it. And I know it sounds crazy, but I went to sweet tea, but I felt like even though sweet tea had the sugar in it, it didn't have as much sugar that I was drinking with the two liters of Diet Coke. So I allowed myself, kind of like what you did, Jamie, I allowed myself 45 days to drink that, to like get that, that feeling of needing the Diet Coke out because I had, since I was 14 years old, was a Diet Coke drinker, right? So it was many, many years. And so then I took myself from the sweet tea. Then I went to a half and half and I so slowly. And so like you shared, Jamie, is creating that 
that new thing that takes you away from that bad habit is so, so, so important. I love that you shared that. And I also love, Jamie, you talked about the self-care, like self. I mean, everybody sees behind my wall, self-love, self-care, be awesome, be amazing. Like those affirmations are so, so powerful because we can tell ourselves we're not worthy and you're going to start believing it. But if you can get up in the morning and say, I'm going to make today awesome. I'm going to be, I'm going to be powerful today. My, my big affirmation, Jamie, is I get up in the front of the mirror and I say, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made, good, better, and different. Whatever's going to happen today, there's a lesson to learn in it. Because we can all agree we're not going to have a perfect day. And right. when the day's not perfect, it doesn't mean, oh my gosh, it's horrible. The day's over. It just means, what can I take from this? Would you agree, Jamie? Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. I use this saying a lot with the people that I coach and help. One hot day doesn't make a summer. So, I mean, you're going to have a lot of day ones. You're going to go through it. And I can't echo your sentiment enough that like so many people that I work with that I've spoken to myself included, we remove the alcohol and we wonder why we're not successful. Well, that's because we're depriving ourselves of the very thing that's been the crutch, that's been the best friend, that's been there for us in the hard times and the good times and everything in between. We know it's not great for us, but what am I supposed to do when I'm stressed out and I want my Diet Coke? What am I supposed to do when I'm out with my friends? That alcohol equals fun. What am I supposed to do? And when you feel deprived of something, it's so likely that you're going to go back to the thing because you don't know what else to do. It is a habit. And so I 100% talk about this is that when you are thinking about not drinking for a few days or for the rest of your life, it's not about depriving yourself or just removing the alcohol. We need to give you replacements and things to start building back into your life so that alcohol becomes insignificant. Alcohol is no longer the crutch because you can get out all of your stress on the gym floor. You no longer need alcohol to socialize because that environment really isn't your jam because you have social anxiety. So now you go to coffee shops in the morning with your favorite book and that's how you socialize because you're talking to your new friend who just made your cappuccino. And so I think it's really important for people to realize depriving yourself and and stripping the very thing that has been your crutch to get through the hard times and the good times really is kind of a recipe for disaster because we feel like we're missing a part of ourselves. Like, what am I supposed to do? And instead, let's replace it with healthier options for you, whether that's trying to get rid of gluten and you want to find a healthy replacement. I know so many people try to do, you know, healthy things. I'm just not going to eat gluten. And it's so hard. Well, why? Because people love bread. People love pasta. And now there's suitable, healthy replacements out there for alcohol, for diet soda, for the sugar cravings, for the gluten. And I really want people to realize that like that might be the downfall, just feeling like, well, I can't have this and restricting yourself. Why do that? Let's replace it with something healthier that's going to make you a better version of yourself, which again, is the core value of self-care, taking care of yourself with the things that you need. I, I love that. I just, and you know, cause like you strip it, it's like taking that bandaid off really fast. Right. And we take that bandaid off so fast, but you've got to do something to heal that wound. Right. So what are you doing to heal that wound? And you know, self-care is so, so, so important. And I just, I love that you're sharing that. I love that that's part of 
what you coach on because we forget that part. We still forget that met, you know, a lot of times, especially women, we put so much on our, on our shoulders. We forget to put ourselves first. And then we have the situation, even as men, you know, we're seeing that more and more men are doing the same thing. And so Jamie, I want to, I want to be in the world of Jamie right now. So I come to meet Jamie and, and I'm going to work with Jamie. What can I expect to happen? Um, well, uh, I'm called, my business is called Hype Girl Healing because first and foremost, I'm your personal cheerleader. I think support is so important because trying to do any type of a lifestyle change to make yourself better is extremely difficult and can feel very lonely when everyone around you is still engaging in these lifestyle things that you're trying to change. So I'm your personal cheerleader, AKA your personal hype girl. Um, I eat, breathe and sleep the self-care idea. I just choose to help people who are gray area drinkers or wellness driven individuals who are looking to make those healthy changes in their life, but they keep hitting a wall. And so I have a lot of free resources that can help you starting with a non-drinkers toolkit, just kind of getting you the framework of, all right, I'm thinking maybe I want to take a break with drinking, but I'm not really sure where to start. Well, let's start filling your life with some of these new concepts and ideas that are going to help you begin to design a framework of what this lifestyle is going to look like. Um, I have a social scene checklist because the number one fear that I hear all the time from people that I work with is this fear of missing out or what am I going to do when I'm out in society where alcohol is everywhere? Like, how do, how do I manage that? And we give you just, I give you a step-by-step checklist just to make sure that we're calming that anxiety, that voice that's telling you like, just have a drink. It's fine. You'll have one. You're totally fine, which is by the way, the downfall for everyone. Um, and I walk you step by step through that. Um, I have a newsletter that goes out that gives you tons of value and tips on how to start creating your most fabulous life without alcohol. I also have a signature course, which takes you on a 30 day sobriety challenge where you're going to commit to taking a break for 30 days with alcohol. We're not saying that you're never going to drink again. I just want you to make the commitment and you're going to have a step-by-step framework that I've designed that tackles these things, the mindset, the habit shifts, the positive change that we need to be creating in those 30 days. Um, So that hopefully at the end of the 30 days, you're like, geez, wow, a lot of things have changed in my life. That's I've struggled with, with majority of my life. I wonder what would happen if I went another day, another week, another month. And you can guarantee that I'm going to be there every step of the way because I was there myself. I designed what I do for a living now because I walked that path when there wasn't as many resources as there are now. There wasn't as big of a conversation about just a lifestyle change when it comes to alcohol, not necessarily being an alcoholic or you know an addict. There's such an area in the middle of people who are struggling in silence. And so I wanted to create a space for people who are really looking to make those healthy lifestyle changes, who are coming home and just want to have a glass of wine and it turns into three, but it sabotages all that hard work that you did in the morning. And I'm going to be there every step of the way, which is why I am your personal hype girl, because it's so important to have somebody who's been there who's done that and is going to be there when that voice comes in, because it's going to be there. It will be a constant battle to remind you 
That's just trying to keep you in your comfort zone. You're trying to do something different. It's trying to keep you safe. That's the job of this little voice, but it keeps you in these habits that you're trying to change. And I'm here to remind you of that with any questions, with any comments, with any struggles, because they're going to come up, especially because we're talking about reintroducing feelings and emotions that you haven't felt that feel very big and overwhelming when you first remove alcohol. Um, And I hope that you walk away when you come into my little ecosystem at Hype Girl Healing, that you know that you're fully supported and that you now have someone in your corner for all your days to come along your non-drinking journey. So I love cheerleaders. We all need cheerleaders. I think it's so cool. And I love hype girls. Like, yes, we're going to get you excited. Yeah. And, and you know what, too, is when you say that, it reminds me, too, that, you know, we as coaches, we don't just kind of go, oh, I'm going to coach somebody, right? We've There's a story. We have a story and we have that experience behind us. And we've gone, you know, gotten certifications in most cases. But to have that that cheerleader and Jamie and I both can say we've been through this stuff. We understand. We, we get it. You know, oftentimes somebody will come that I work with, and I'll ask them, you know, why, what made you decide to come to me? And they'll say, you know, everybody I talk to say that you're genuine, you're honest. You don't make it seem like you haven't been in my shoes. And I think it's so powerful that when you search for a coach, that those are the questions you ask your coach. Like, well, how, how do you know this? Where are you experiencing that? Have you been through this before? You know, because even coaches, like I have a coach, I also have a therapist, you know, when you lose a child and, you know, 25 years old, you, you go get somebody to talk to. Right. And even as just in general, you know, it's so, so important that we do these things that allow us, as I like to call, be a shiro of our life, to put our cape on first, to find those superpowers within us to be like, I've got this, my self-care is important. And if I don't do something for it, I'm going down a rabbit hole of bad habits that I don't want to be in anymore. Or I've been out of my bad habits and something's happened in our life. And all of a sudden we go, oh, Maybe I'll go have that Diet Coke. Oh, maybe I'll go that drink. No, having that person, you can be like, hey, Jamie, hey, Pearl, this is what's happening with me right now. Can we talk, right? Because oftentimes we fall back into that front of the lobe of our brain instead of going back to the file cabinet says, Jamie and Pearl has talked about, these are the things I should tap into to help me deal with challenges that come along in our lives. I love that you share that, Jamie. And, and I felt like I was sitting there and being, I had my own personal cheerleader and, you know, I try to be a cheerleader in, in, in school, but I just wasn't cut out for it. So I love Same. this kind of cheerleading. Same. So I created my own position for it because I think it's really important because we are our own worst critic. The things that we tell ourselves, whether we're aware of it or not, um, we would never say to somebody else. I mean, I'm, I have actually moved from going to the gym into yoga. So this is a whole new world for me. I'm not great at it at all. And I'm a very beginner and I've been doing this work for a really long time. And there was that little voice telling you like, everybody else is able to hold these poses. The instructor keeps coming up to you. You look ridiculous. You should feel embarrassed. You should leave. And I just was like, it never ends. And so you need to have somebody there who knows exactly what's going on to cheer you on because you're your own worst critic. And we need to be reminded of the great work that we're doing, the things that maybe we can't even see that we've accomplished. And I'm really good at that, like celebrating the really big, but also the really small things. And, and, you know, building upon that, I call it um, habit stacking and 
habit dosing and just really getting into the habit of celebrating yourself every single day for the little thing that you did. Maybe you walked past the liquor store and that was a really big deal for you. Well, celebrate and you're going to celebrate with self-care. That's how you're going to do it because you're going to take care of yourself and feel amazing for doing these things. And I'm just here to encourage you when you just can't see those those accomplishments or when you need the lift up or when your mind's running bonkers and you can't turn off the off switch. That's what I'm here for. I love that. And so I do what's called positive intelligence coaching. It's called PQ coaching. And I love, so when you were describing those things, I thought, you know, cause we do, we sabotage ourselves. We, you know, we have this judge that shows up in our brain. So through the course, we actually come up with a name for that saboteur. And so my name, her name is Betsy. So if Betsy shows up and starts this, you know, negative talk in my head, I'm like, ah, ah Betsy, no, 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 no. You have to go to sleep right now, or you need to take a time out right now. But I'm, I'm also love that you also share the reminders that, you know, we need to have celebrations. We celebrate birthdays and all these great anniversaries and stuff like that in our lives. But why not celebrate you made a choice that was good for your self-care, right? And that's mm-hmm. whether it's going to learning yoga or just even, I remember when I was on my journey to lose my weight, I was, we had been here from Florida, from Virginia, not very long, and I needed to lose weight. And so I was like, I didn't really know anybody. I had the PTA people, but like I said, some of them, I just would not share things with them. And so I decided I had my old, old bunko list from when I was in Virginia, when we did bunko nights. And I just started when I felt like I was ha- going to go get something. And, you know, we really didn't have anything to count, but I thought I might go for a drive to get something that wasn't safe for me to eat. One of the things that I would do is I'd call the bunko list. I'd be like, hey, how you doing, Jamie? You know, haven't talked to you. They had no idea they were stopping me from, you know, but I created that distraction, that outlet to take me and say, that's a habit I don't want to go do again. Let me go create something new. And I love that you shared that. And I want to also mention, because earlier on when we were talking, you were talking about, you know, that first 30 days, we went and had those things that we were deprived from, the pizza. So one of the things that I love coaching on is that I have my clients make me a list when they're about week two in. I'm like, all right, I already know you're missing it. So I want you to make me a list of all the things you wish you could eat right now that you probably shouldn't be eating. I want that entire list. Make it like dump it on a piece of paper and I want you to bring it in for our next session. And they're like, why? I can't eat it right now. I'm like, because I want you to release it from your head that you're Mm. deprived from. I want you to release it that you can't have it right now because I'm going to tell you as we go through this journey, there's going to be times I'm going to say, I want you to go have this. We're going to pick something that's safe because when we get deprived for something, that's also when it sends us back down that rabbit hole. Well, you know, and so the fun thing was, is like when they completed their journey or, you know, reach their goal of what they wanted to and whether it was, you know, in their weight or, or how, whatever the goal was, we would say, we, I created for them what I call a safe day. I'm like, on this safe day, you get to pick one to two things off this list that you can enjoy because it's not about deprivation. It's about moderation. And so they're like, that's why I did that list. I'm like, yeah, so you've got plenty of things on this list. So one day a week, you get to pick one or two things off that list. And, and don't, you know, if it's a, if it's pizza, don't have more than two slices. You know, if it's ice cream, don't have more than one scoop, you know, do it in moderation. And they just, they, they really understood that. Oh, I'm not deprived. I just, it's just no, not now. But sometimes there's habits like some of us with, we have alcohol or Diet Coke for me, whatever that is, we can't go back. So having those outlets 
working out, art, whatever we were talking about before as well. Sing. I, I've never been a singer. I'd be a very bad singer, but I love <laughs> art. <laughs> but I just love that you share that and that that's as a client, that's your, you know, that we have those cheerleaders because we need more of those in our lives. We can all agree that life is so crazy right now. There's so many things happening in the world that we could easily get sucked down that rabbit hole. But having somebody that can be like, uh-uh, Pearl, let's talk, you know, or recognize when we have those saboteurs that we tell Betsy she needs to go back to sleep right now. She's not welcome in the world right now. You know, those are powerful tools to help us with our self-care mindset. And so I love that you share that, Jamie. So we're going to take a little switch over because so the, the we're at the other half of the show where we want to know what is the day of life for Jamie with self-care. So Share with us, Jamie, we, we've talked about yoga now, you've talked about working out, but if you had the entire day off today and all you could do was something for yourself, what's that day going to look like? It will be start to finish all about me. I'm, it's all about me because if I'm not taking care of me, I can't be the person that I need to be in anyone else's life. So I am an early riser. I'm part of the 5am club. Um, Part of not drinking is you kind of replace your late nights with early mornings for a majority of people. Um, I was never a morning person. So I cherish waking up from 5 to 7 a.m. It's like 8 a.m. That's like my favorite part of the day. I wake up. I enjoy my coffee. I listen to the birds when they wake up. I watch the sunrise happen. And I enjoy those moments of being present in those moments because that now is how I have fun because you're really redefining fun when you stop drinking. It's not so much about going to the bars and going to the bar crawls at the bachelorette parties or this wedding or that reception. It's really about redefining what fun looks like. And when you're listening to the birds and you're enjoying your morning coffee or your cup of tea and the sun is rising, there really isn't anything more magical than that, but that's just the start of my day. So then, um, you know, I have created uh, hype girl healing, which doesn't feel like work to me. It's, it's nothing greater for me than to extend my hand back and help somebody. And I truly mean that. And I actually preach that in my course, because there is a day that we focus on when you start getting all of these pieces that really weren't in alignment and they start stacking up and things really start working out in your favor. And you're like overflowed with joy. You're really feeling your absolute best. The only way to kind of give your gratitude or to repay that is to, in my opinion, give a random act of kindness. So um, my line of work doesn't feel like work. I absolutely love what I do. And so I usually get some work done. That's when my brain is most active is usually between the hours of seven to 10 a.m. So I'll get some work done, connect with some people, and then I will go out and do some sort of movement. I don't like to use the word exercise so much just because I feel like sometimes it just feels like work. And movement really helps with getting those feelings and those emotions and those thoughts flowing so they don't get stuck and we're not spiraling in these things. When we're moving, it's flowing, there's energy going. And never mind, it's great. You need to have movement in your life to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, so sometimes that looks like an early morning hike. Sometimes it looks like working out at the gym. Lately, it's been getting into yoga. I am very fortunate enough to live 15 minutes from the coast. And I am on the cliffside beaches here in California. So I normally wrap up my workout and I get out into nature. 
um, getting down to the coast, or I literally live minutes away from hiking trails. So I'm always out in nature in somehow, some way. I also have an overabundance of sunshine where I live, and that's really important, just getting sun to skin contact. So I'll make sure that I'm outside getting some sort of fresh air with nature, seeing the ocean, you know, breathing in that salty air. I come home, I feed my body nourishing food. It looks different on different days, but it's like an 80-20 rule. 80% of my food is really clean or good for you. And then the other 20, it's just like, it's enjoyable food. So maybe it's not the best food for you, but it's enjoyable and I'm not depriving myself. I'm not gonna do that. We are hydrating all day. So we are constantly drinking water. And then the better part of my day has already happened. So now we're at like two o'clock in the afternoon. My day is starting to wind down and uh, I come home and maybe I will get on social media and post some content for some, you know, for some of my different accounts, or I connect with loved ones and kind of catch up with them. And then by 4 p.m., the day is pretty much done. We are winding down on the couch. This is the rest and relaxation portion of my day. Uh, we're making a cup of you know, nighttime tea. We're getting a nice nourishing meal for dinner ready. And we're just relaxing because we've had a fun-filled, completely filled day. And it's really important, really, really important to allow ourselves to rest. I really can't stress that enough. We're very much in a culture where it's go, 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 go. And if we're not doing, we're not doing enough. And it feeds into that mindset. We're not enough. We're not doing enough. And rest and relaxation is absolutely a must. So that gets built into every single day. And usually at the end of my day, in between getting dinner ready and going to bed. And then it's wind down time here for the winter because it gets darker earlier. My bedtime is a little bit well, actually really early, I'm winding down for bed, for bed around 7.30. I'm usually lights out by 8.30. And I've already wound my body down. And there might be like a nighttime meditation or there might be some nighttime stretching just to get my body and my mind ready to get into rest and to get into sleep. And then we're lights out. And then we do it all over again. And whether it's a full day of work or it's a full day off, I have designed a life that makes sense for me that includes a healthy dose of self-care with things that I'm really passionate about and a work-life balance that really works for me. Um, so it could be a full day off, like I said, or a full day of work. And I'm really trying to incorporate as much as that as possible in every single day. I love that. Thank you for that visual. And I think what Jamie was explaining too, is it's important to understand that sometimes we don't get a whole day off, but when you do like make it work, make it count. And then when you have work to do, if you're a CEO mom in the house or a CEO working mom outside the house, like find those times, those niches in your day to take some time, even if it's just 15 minutes in the day, it's really, really important that you put that cape on first and that you find that time mm -hmm. for yourself. Because when we don't, we get stressed out. The mindset goes down the hole and we tell ourselves all these negative things. We're not worthy and all those things. We don't deserve it. You know, there's that guilt that comes in when you put yourself first. And so it's really important to understand your superpowers and to dig deep into those superpowers so that you can show up for those people you love, for that job, for that business you run. Because it's really, really important that when you do that, that you start showing up and you're going to see a huge difference in, in everything you do, everything mm -hmm. you do. So I love that you remind us, Jamie. Okay. So now Jamie, we're going to ask you this question. So in the Shiro league, and for those who don't know, Shiro means you are strong, you're happy, you're empowered, you're radiant, and you're an original person. And so 
the Shiro method right now that we're doing, we meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And right now, Jamie, what we've been working on is what brings us joy. We've worked on a couple of things. So if we had to do our top 10. So Jamie, I'm going to ask you, what are the top three things that bring you joy? Uh, wow. Um, the top three things for sure that bring me joy. Um, the start of a new day, sunrise, a hundred percent. Um, just being alive for another day, waking up with another day to be great, to be better than I was. It's me against me. So the start of a new day brings me joy. Literally. Um, I don't take health for granted. So the health of my loved ones and myself I have a capable body. I have a strong body. And I am so grateful for that every single morning, again, when I wake up. Um, And that brings me immense happiness because as we all know, that can change in an instance. And not only for me, but my loved ones and the people in my circle, I'm so grateful that every day that they have their health, that they have their happiness. Because again, that can change in an instant. So I'm so grateful and joyous to know that we're all in great standing health at this moment in time. And I think the third thing that brings me joy is um, just knowing that I am connected in nature, Um, really reconnecting as much as I can in the outside world that I live in here in San Diego. I was this city socialite for a good portion of my younger adulthood in Boston. Yes, there's outdoor space, but it's a very different landscape than it is here in Southern California. And I'm so grateful when I wake up and I see, you know, the birds chirping, like I said, or the, you know, um, the sun beating down on like the palm trees or getting outside in a hike and discovering a waterfall. It's just like, oh my gosh, it just puts everything into perspective and I'm not to minimize anything, but it really just kind of reminds you that there's a lot more going on than this little bubble that we're constantly in, that there's this big, beautiful world out there that we're a part of and that we can tap into at any given time. And even on the worst day that I'm having, if I can get out in nature, I might feel 1% better. And I love that I have the ability to do that because it fills me up. Even like I said, even if it's 1% and I'm still having a crappy day, but getting outside and connecting to nature will make it that much better. Um, that brings me immense joy that I I live in this climate and I have access to it as much as I do. So, yeah. I love that. And, you know, because, you know, everybody knows some if you're new to the store, to the show, you may not have heard that I lost my son last July on, um, in a car accident. And that was one thing that, you know, when he saw me here, when he was here with us in the living world, he saw me seeing my glass full or putting my cape on first. And he used to say, mom, why? And I'm like, because if I don't enjoy and take care of myself now, I can't enjoy and take care of you and your brother and your dad and all those that I love and the things I love to do. But the other thing is, is like, like you said, like it gets me out of that bubble. Like I, if I can open up instead of just seeing like, I have to run the house or I have to run my business, right. you know, I have these responsibilities. If I can open up my world, so many other things comes, comes to us. So many opportunities can come to you. And, you know, we're brought into this world, and I say this all the time on the show, that we have these talents and these gifts inside of us that have already been decided. So whoever you believe, and I know that God's put those in me already, you know, to be a teacher, to to learn and to share. And if I don't do that for myself first, 
then I'm cheating myself. But the bigger picture is I'm cheating those around me that I can empower and inspire to really wear their cape first, to find a way to put themselves first without guilt. And you don't have to have children. This doesn't mean you have children. It could be a job that's working you 60 hours a week right now. And you're like, I am sick and tired of this job. I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing. So let's figure out, get your cheerleaders, get Jamie or I, and let's figure out how you find those superpowers. How do you find the things you love and make that time for it? Because we're not promised tomorrow. We don't, we are not promised the next 30 seconds. Anything can happen. And so why, why not do what you're given to do now? And I just love that you share that, Jamie. So now we're going to do a little shift here for you. So Jamie has shared the things she loves to do and that brings her joy. So Jamie, we all know in life, there's things that we have to release or not do so that we can do the things we that bring us joy. So on your top, your top three from your top 10, what are the top three things that Jamie has to make sure she does not do so that she can have her joy? The top three things. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So what's on your not to do list? You know, we create a to do list all the time. I need to do this grocery, whatever. But what about our not to do list? What do you need to add to your not to do list that by removing it will allow you to go do the things you enjoy? My not to do list. Um, okay. So definitely number one, my not to do list is to go on autopilot and not have an active uh, place in my day to day every single moment because it is moment to moment, choice by choice, day by day that I am actively directing this brain that wants to keep me stuck, that wants to keep me in my hole, that wants to keep me in my comfort zone, which you may or may not know is exactly how you don't grow and do the very things that you are meant for in this life. And it is an active process that I'm constantly doing. So on my not to do list is to go on autopilot and let this guy and girl upstairs run the show. That is an absolute no go because it's very easy when you've had a long day and you have the best intentions and you just let your subconscious drive the rest of the, the way for that day. Absolutely no. So I don't care how tired I am. I'm actively having conversations to redirect those thoughts to make the choices that lead to the things that I really want in my life. Um, the things on my not to do list also include um, feeling like I still need to blend in, to fit in, to be, uh, to belong. I recently had an encounter where I was faced with that and I was like, in a room with some sober curious folks at a sober curious event. And, um, it was just not the event for me. And there was a moment where my voice wanted to chime in my inner dialogue. What's wrong with you? Like you're in a room with your people. And I felt like I just, there was no part of that that resonated with me, which also again, echoed of this major spectrum of sober curiosity. So I'm um, actively not trying to blend in just to blend in, to fit in. It's perfectly okay to be your unique, quirky, crazy self and to embrace that and not give in to the urge to just blend in so that you fit in, even if it feels like it's the room that you're supposed to be in. Keep going. You'll find your people. Um, and I think the third thing on my not to-do list is... Um, Gosh, I don't, I don't know my not to do list. I'm going to leave it at two because those, those feel like they cover it. I'm going to leave it at those two because those are pretty powerful. 
So I, I, I'm glad you worked with us on this. And so the, those that are listening, this is what we do in the Shira League. And I, they had to come up with 10, Jamie. And now they oh. have a little more time. I kind of put you on the spot, right? They had some time. And so, you know, it's really powerful, like the don't blend in, because it also goes back to what brings you joy. If you think about it, if you blend in, you're not doing the things you love to do. You're not making the time to go do those things for self-care you love to do. And so for the listeners, that's what we do in the Shira League. We do exactly what we just did with Jamie is work on what brings you joy. And we break it down like like Jamie did a great job. She broke down exactly why it brings her joy. But sometimes, you know, I've I've got some moms in the group and um, I have a hairstylist and the hairstylist, she was so awesome. She's like, well, my client's helping my clients. I'm like, okay, that's great. When I go to get my hair done, I expect you to do a good job. I expect to come out with some different in my hair. But why does it bring you joy? Like, yes, seeing me be happy with my hairstyle that you did absolutely brings you joy. But truly, why? And it was like, we sat there for a few minutes. We just let her work through it. And she was like, because I realize I get to create something beautiful inside somebody that helps mm-hmm. them shine, right? So it wasn't just, oh, because I cut their hair and they're leaving pretty. Right. No, she realized what was deep inside. And so that's what we do in the Shiro League is we work on what is that deep inside of you that brings you joy and why? Like, you know, one of my joys is my, is of course my boys and Nate's still with us. So you know, and with Matthew, you know, I was explaining that, but with Nate, I was like, what brings you joy with Nate is he has that old soul. He can mm-hmm. see that, like the reasons why, and he can, he can <clears throat> analyze whether it's good for him or not. He can really look at the big picture and be like, no, this isn't for me. And, you know, I mean, the, he went, he's him and his girlfriend are trying to buy a house and he went to go just car shopping, wanted to see what they're out there. He has no intention of buying a car. And it's like, it was so funny. I walked in, I told the guy, I'm not buying a car today, just so you know. And I kind of chuckled because I'm like, they don't know you, Nate. But he was like, they tried every which way but up to get me to buy a car. And I walked out there and said, no. So he's very focused. And that's what I love about him because sometimes, you know, we can see that shiny object go, yeah, I want to do that and forget what the bigger picture was. And he can see the bigger mm-hmm. picture. So I love that you work with us on that. And like I said, that's what we do in the Shiro League. And if you're listening and you want to learn more about the Shiro League, you can just um, email me at hello at wsliving.com. That's hello at wsliving.com. And just put in the subject matter Shiro and we'll get you all the information. Because like I said, it's a great community of women. Once a month, we have a guest speaker. Once a month, we do meditation. So it's just all about that self-care and, and taking some time for you. And so I cannot believe, Jamie, we're getting near the end of the show. Um, so tell everybody before we do our little special thing we do all the time. I know we're going to post it and share it when we sh- um, put this out to everybody. But for the listeners that are listening that want to write this down, tell everybody where they can find you. And also tell them about the freebie you have. Okay, awesome. Um, so you can find me on social media um, over on Instagram at Hype Girl Healing. I am also found on TikTok. You can find me at OG Hype Girl. Um, if you want just more information in general, come on over, buzz on by the website, which is hypegirlhealing.com. And I have a few freebies and I think I gave you the social scene checklist. So this is for the people out there that are like, okay, I want to try to quit drinking, but I always have some sort of event going on. How am I supposed to not drink for X amount of time when I have a birthday, I have an after work event, fill in the blank. This checklist, it's called the social scene checklist, is going to give you a 20-point checklist to go through to really calm those fears, know what to expect, so you're not just winging it when you're in an environment that you're surrounded um, in alcohol. 
And so this is just a resource to really kind of get yourself a plan of action so that you can walk in feeling confident and ready to have a great time. So you're not worrying about the next thing that you're going to say or how you're going to handle this situation. I've outlined it for you so you can walk in and have a great time feeling confident and leaving, keeping your goals in check. I can't wait. I'm going to check that out too. I, I want to go. I want to check that little, that social scene out, checklist out. I love that. So yes, we'll post everything that Jamie just shared with you. And so now we're going to do our better questions, better life. If you're new to the show, these cards are powerful. They're called better questions, better life. You go to betterquestionsbetterlife.com. I get no kickback. I make no money if you buy it. I just love these cards. I meditate with these cards. I do. I'll, I do. If I'm not sure about something, I'll pull a card. I will pull a card just to journal with sometimes as well. But these cards have been really powerful in my life and in my kids' life as well. So they're great cards for kids as well. There's 77 different questions in here. And there's even a blank one in here to really make you think about the day. Mm. But we're going to shuffle these. And um, Jamie is going to tell us when to stop. And she's going to answer the card. So here we go, Jamie. Okay. Stop. All right. So Jamie, your question is, what is my intention? My intention, um, I'll give a two-part answer. My intention personally, and then my intention out in the world. My my intention personally every single day is to find magic in the day because there's always something magical that's going to happen in the day if you're willing to look for it. So I constantly wake up every single morning. It's part of my mantra. It's part of my affirmation every single day for myself. What kind of magic are we going to find today? Let's go explore. My intention for my life moving forward out in this world is to um, really help people get unstuck with these thoughts that we all have and to remind people that you are good enough, that you have enough, that you are enough, and to really help people along this non-drinking journey that are at home feeling like I don't have a problem, but I'm not able to accomplish the things I want in my life. I'm here to let you know that there is somebody who has been there and done that. I am extending my hand back. I have created an entire ecosystem for that because I want you to know that you're not alone. And the way that I help you do that is with mindset and habit shifts and really, really, really targeting that negative self-talk that we all have. We all, Nobody is above it or below it. And to really kind of bring light to that, that there's nothing wrong with you, with your thinking or anything, we all have it, but it's just really getting in there to reprogram it and to get in there to help you build a fabulous life without alcohol. I love that. That was such a great answer. And there's magic in every day. I love that you share mm -hmm. that too. That's so awesome. This has been so much fun. Again, we'll drop everything and how you can reach Jamie. But I just want to remind you that if you are in a situation, any kind of habits or something you need help with, if you can't reach us, always reach out to your local therapist and, and find somebody that just help you. It's really important that you take that time to do that. And I also want to remind you, we talk often here about our pajama retreat. So every year in September, Jamie, we have a PJ retreat. And with this year, we're going back to the Gulf Shores of Alabama, but our house is directly on the beach. We have a, our own private walkway to the beach. It's a beautiful home. And we are going after our dreams. Our, our pajama retreat theme this year is about dreaming, dreaming that big dream. Like, what is that big thing you want to accomplish? We're talking about self-care. We're talking about putting ourselves first. We're talking about communicating our realistic expectations with our loved ones, our jobs, whatever that is for you. But here's the thing. We only have six spots left. 
So if you are wanting to join us at our pajama retreat, all you have to do is go to WSLivingRetreats.com. That's WSLivingRetreats with an S.com. And all the information is there. You can sign up. You can do a six-month payment plan. But we have six spots left. You don't want to miss out because our speakers are phenomenal. And we're going to have a great time right on the beach. So it's September 14th to the 18th this year. And we really want you to come join us. And so before we close out and we say goodbye to Jamie, I just want to remind everybody that you come into this world. You're a little rough oyster on the outside. You got some work to do to open up the oyster. But as you do, you find your inner pearl of greatness. And I hope you go out today. And I hope you've been inspired by Jamie and I to find your inner pearl of greatness. Have an amazing day. 